I had leftover rotisserie chicken and I for a second and I also got my Fenty uh Savage Fenty sh- mm-hmm. shipment today and I got like a matching set so I very seriously considered putting on a uh pink lace lingerie set and eating rotisserie chicken and taking pictures of myself because why the hell not i might still do it i still have some rotisserie chicken left don't get me wrong you absolutely need to do it that's that's what feminism means to me yes chicken Y'all, it is nearly Halloween. For you, it is a week before Halloween. For us, it is two weeks before Literally, Halloween because that's how podcasting how works. is it October 17th? These are things that I do not comprehend. How is this year almost over? We're not going to get into it, but like, I'm upset. The good news is this year is almost over. Because 2019, 2019 was definitely not my year. I... Went into 2019, 20, 2019, absolutely believing it would be my year. I made a whole Instagram post about it. It was fucking wrong. It was so wrong. How were we so wrong and naive? I don't know. Oh, boy. 2019 was supposed to be like, yeah, like a really solid one. And it's just not. All it gave me was cystic acne and some... Shitty boy drama. I ain't got time for that. Watch. Nobody has time for that. Nobody has time for cystic acne in their mid twenties. Right. I'm. I feel you really fucking hard. I walked around today at work with what looked like a tasteful, um, like chin mole, but in reality was a scabbed over cystic acne scar thing. Love it. It was soups cute. Soups. I'm not I'm not drawing moles on myself to be like Marilyn Monroe, guys. I am just an adult sufferer of cystic acne and ha- woke up with a pimple <laughs> the size of Ooh. Yeah. Oh. And burps happen a lot in 2019. That was so good. Uh, yeah. Honestly, biggest accomplishments of the year starting this podcast and growing out my nails. Yeah. I'm which are not like crazy things. White people start podcasts every day. True. And bitches get their nails done every day. <laughs> I'm not doing anything <laughs> fucking crazy. This is fair. But speaking of white people, what are we fucking talking about today? Listen. Listen. <laughs> you know, today we are here to remind you of a couple key things. You see, number one, fuck the patriarchy. Fuck the patriarchy. Number two, we don't slut shame. We don't shame in this fucking household. I said that to someone and it was my first time at his place and he he has a cat and he was giving his cat shit because she was like licking herself. Mm-hmm. And he was like, excuse you, ma'am, can you not do that right here? And I was like, we don't, we don't shame in this household. And I was like, I don't fucking live here. Anyway. Um, we don't shame women in any household no, that I'm do. in. No, we do not. And um, yeah, we're here to have a good time and to be comfortable and confident with your own shit. And today we're going to be talking about the one, the only, the greatest, 
which is Halloween. I, uh, oh, my favorite. Um, Truly, fall has the best holidays. It really does. And not only are we talking about Halloween, we're talking about how to have a hot girl Halloween. Rather, a hot ghoul Halloween. Yes. And I would like... We, ghoul is gender non-specific, yes, y'all. We would like to clarify that hot girl Halloween has no gender. It just sounds better than saying, like, hot person Halloween. So hot girl Halloween, da da da. Yeah. Yeah. So because like how are you supposed to be a hardcore sex positive like feminist activist and have this hot girl Halloween? Isn't Halloween like made for being objectified? And like, isn't Halloween the only night of the year that a girl can walk around in lingerie and no other girl can say anything bad about it? A la mean girls. Hey. Except they can, and they will, and it's all really icky. Mm -hmm. And Halloween is, like, one particular time of the year where people are like, I can dress up as anything, despite the fact I'm painfully white. I'm going to be Pocahontas. And, like, that shit ain't cute. That shit ain't cute at all. So we have some chats about (laughs) Amanda's high horse this week. cultural appropriation it's like my high horse every year around this time i'm like your privileged white girl coming at you to help you unlearn a thing like let's let's unlearn that bullshit friends i'm gonna talk to you about some fucking science about how uh bagged halloween costumes are like garbage and uh super not feminist Nobody's surprised, but somebody actually did, like, a fucking study behind it, and I love science. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to go through some submissions of Halloween Walk of Shame's Strides of Pride, because Halloween slash November 1st is the one night day of the year that you will see some wild motherfuckers hopping in Ubers, walking home. And it's a beautiful, beautiful sight to behold. Yes. And you will get to hear the lovely story about how last year uh, I made out, I hooked up with a, uh, with a Tide Pod. So. Oh, yes. I'm so excited about that. I took, I took was... the Tide Pod debacle to the next level. Yeah. You know how you're supposed to put Tide Pods in your mouth and nobody fucking did it? Yeah. Amanda did it. Because <laughs> it was a man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's talk about some more not slut shamey shit and some let's shame you for being culturally appropriative shit. And we're gonna have a good time this week, guys. Fuck yeah. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Um, I'm, feel- back. I'm feeling a little bit more energized. You know, we had to record the intro approximately three times because um, we've completely a cool forgot. three. We completely forgot the first time, and then we recorded it, and then Katie was like, "No." So yeah, um, I have a little bit more. I'm the creative. I'm the creative. No, I'm not. I'm not even creative. I'm just the bastard that has to like cut this all together. Oh yeah, I mean, we got to do like what that. Katie wants to do because. She's the beauty queen that uh, puts the shit together and makes it magical. I'm the dancing queen, young and sweet, only 17. <laughs> hey. 
Um, so yeah, so before we dive into the glory that is that truly is Halloween, oh my god, you restruck no, never mind. I'm just dumb. I don't know how to scroll on things. I got confused. I lost (laughs) I lost my place. Um so you know, we want to encourage everyone. This, I mean, this is a it's called 50 Worst States Podcast, right? But Essentially, this podcast is how to help guide you into your love and dating life and also with some activism heavily sprinkled on um, and just like channeling your baddest bitch ho self. And this week, we're going to talk about how to do that without being a racist asshole because next week for you guys and two weeks for us from now um, is Halloween. And that is a time of the year that cultural appropriation is at an all-time high because people, it is 2019 and folks still don't understand that dressing up as a sexy Native American is not a thing that should be done. Unless yeah. unless you're a Native American and you want to dress up sexy. And then it's like, aren't you always a sexy Native American? Exactly. And then you're like, that's not a costume. That's my lifestyle. And we're like, you're right. So. Like, that's just not. And it's not. Why do you think there's nobody who's like Native American dressing up as a Native American, like, priestess or priest for Halloween? Like, that's just not. That's not a fun thing to be or do. Yeah. For a drunk holiday. No, it's not. That's not the time nor the place. Nope. So. Halloween makes for a very interesting time of the year because, you know, you want to have a spectacular costume if you're like Katie and myself and love Halloween. Um, I'm not going to share what my costume is yet because it's honestly probably going to be one of my best. And I am stoked about it. And I've told literally everyone in person, but I don't want to announce it yet. You You know what I mean? For all of our millions of listeners, don't want them to steal my idea. So... We're here as a couple of privileged white ladies to help educate you on a topic that I feel, especially when I talk to fellow whiteies, um, yeah, it's like wildly controversial for some reason. And I think it's more so just heavily misunderstood. Um, in fact, I got into like a little argument with someone about it today and I was like, I'm, I'm just, you know, trying to. Help educate the world and make people not look like dicks. It, and that's really what it comes down to. Like, we're not on a high horse here. Like, this is a good conversation to have. It's always a good reminder. And, like, so it's 2019. And we're just trying to make sure that, like, things have moved so quickly. Like, the TV shows you watched 10 years ago have aged very poorly. Mm-hmm. This is another thing that has definitely, like gotten it's gotten it's moment we've gotten we've gotten like woke about it we've been taught and now we just need to keep reminding ourselves because it's very easy to fall back into like well it was cool 10 years ago or like what I don't get it yeah I don't get it I mean the love of my life um Justin Trudeau was recently found the fuck out about his his multiple instances of utilizing blackface, which for those who don't know, blackface is when you try to basically make your skin darker and you're trying to like... Blackface is when you dress up like a black person using traditionally shoe shine. 
uh, as it was done in vaudeville and very old television. It is not cute. It is literally a remnant of people not wanting to hire black actors and performers for their work and instead make fun of them. Yeah, it's terrible. And Justin Trudeau had a stint of doing it in like the late 90s, which... Justin Trudeau also dressed up as like Aladdin and did brown face, which is the like equivalent for someone who's not like formally black, like Middle Eastern, Asian of any kind, Asian of a certain kind, like Indian, Indian dude, you can dress up as Aladdin. Aladdin was a Disney character at the time. You could dress up with as Aladdin and just not paint your face. And it would have been totally fine. Yeah, it was, it was bad. So, you know, we want you to not end up like Justin Trudeau. Yeah. I just like to imagine Justin Trudeau, like leaving his house. I mean, like wait, like looks at the mirror, like wait, this outfit needs one last thing. And then paints his entire body. Like a fucking idiot. But it just. Like a fucking I idiot. Mean, and. What I do appreciate, though, is, like, although he was, like, dragged through the mud, um, you know, he's definitely, for being a very privileged white male, um, he has unlearned a lot of problematic behaviors, obviously. And Yeah, let's also remember he's hella privileged. His dad was already prime minister. Yeah, so we, you know, we aren't trying to discourage people and make people feel like shit. People make mistakes. The important thing is that you learn something from this and you just take it with you and you're mindful about, not even just for Halloween, but in general, because there are so many things that, you know, especially in a Eurocentric culture that we have in the United States, it's so easy to appropriate other people's cultures because you just don't think about it and... And it could be, like, genuinely, like, oh, I think this is cool. Yeah, and I think most of the time, you know, people aren't intentionally trying to perpetuate institutional racism, which I'll talk about what that is momentarily. But, you know, it's intent versus impact. You know, your intention is good, but the impact of what you're doing is negative, and it can have very negative, like, connotations and repercussions for – and by perpetuating racist stereotypes and things like that, and – Um, so we, I just want to say that, you know, when talking about cultural appropriation, if you're reflecting and you're like, oh fuck, I've done that, you know, that sucks, but we've all made mistakes. And the important thing is that you learn from that and you try your best not to do it again. And if you do do it again, um, then just acknowledge that you messed up and own that and just try to rectify your- Barack Obama could still- like support you in your bid for the prime ministry of Canada. Exactly. So it's important to own up to your mistakes and be willing to unlearn problematic behavior. If, you know, we are, I also want to point out, you know, we are white women who are talking about, like, I'm going to be talking about things that might be culturally appropriative to another culture, but someone within that culture might be like, hey, I don't think so. And they have far more of an opinion, like a right to an opinion than I do. So take, I mean, yeah, I just want to point out. Or their opinion is more informed by their experience. Exactly. And like, um, yeah, like I'm not trying to speak on behalf of any culture, but just to help educate people who might be in my position. um, So that way that education doesn't fall back on the minorities. 
and you know because we have a tendency as a society to expect people of minority groups to somehow be the voice of that entire group exactly so so i'm here to help you all or we're here to help you all learn a couple things and hopefully encourage you to just be a sexy unicorn for halloween yeah I mean, that's really... It's always an option. It really is. So as I usually do, um, I have a couple key terms. You're going to define things. I'm going to define things for you all. I am your human dictionary who has a very... Dictionary. (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway. You could go as a sexy dictionary for Halloween. You could. Merriam-Webster, baby. Um, so yeah, so I just have, I think it is a total, it's definite, that's definitely like a bustier with like some words written on it, sold at like P- party city or something like sexy Miriam Webster. Yeah, right. And you have like, I don't know, a name tag that says, hi, my name's Miriam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I have like 4.5 terms for you Um, yeah so the first one is culture I feel like it's important if we're going to talk about cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation we should kind of clarify some of these things so when talking about culture we're talking about customary beliefs social forms and material traits of a racial religious or social group Um, that's kind of the broad definition of from Merriam-Webster so you can kind of dealt like there are so many articles and things like that where you can delve into further definitions of culture, but we're just going to use that as our umbrella term. Um, yeah. So, and then I wanted to talk about uh, what racism is because typically <sighs> cultural appropriation perpetuates racist stereotypes or racist um, just like ideologies. So I think it's important to kind of uh, hash out what we mean when we're talking about racism So racism is different from prejudice or oppression, which, you know, we can, I am not going to open the can of worms of how you can't be racist to white people, but, you know, prejudice is um, an attitude based off of little information, often on stereotypes, and it's usually negative. Um, so a prejudice would be like women are emotional or, you know, Asians are good at math and it's kind of like microaggressions essentially. And oppression is a systematic, um, subjugation of a social group by a more powerful social group for social, economic and political benefit and or political benefit. Um, so there's that. Racism is different um, than racial prejudice, hatred, or discrimination because racism involves one group having the power to carry out systematic discrimination through the institutional policies and practices of the society or culture by shaping the cultural beliefs and values that support those racist policies and practices. Um, so this is per the, it's like bonus in racism, like built in. Yeah. So it's, this is, um, this definition came from the critical race theory, which was established like in the 1970s. 
Um, so yes, it has to be for it's for something to be involved with racism, you know, it has to be a, it's a power dynamic. So when we say that, you know, you can't be racist to white people, it's because white people are in the positions of power. It's like saying that you can't be sexist towards men. You can be prejudiced towards men. You can be prejudiced towards white people, but you cannot be racist or sexist to those groups because they hold the positions of power in our culture. And so like women or people of color don't have that upper hand in being able to like enforce institutional system, like systematic systemic things that will drastically affect the culture. So like if we're going to go back to American history and talk about like the three fifths rule and all that bullshit with um, voting and how, you know, black people used to be considered three fifths of a person, which is ridiculous. So or like Jim Crow laws, things like that. Like those perpetuate, you know, institutions that oppress that group of people. So institutional yeah. racism to kind of go deeper into this, according to this is what what I find interesting is that this is a very Scottish man who came up with this definition, but it's very well written. Um, his name is Sir William McPherson. And he is a former Scottish high court judge, and he was the chief of the McPherson clan. And I love that. Um, But he said he defined institutional racism as the collective failure of an organization to provide an appropriate and professional service to people because of their color, culture, or ethnic origin. It can be seen or detected in processes, attitudes, and behavior, which amount to discrimination through unwitting prejudice, ignorance, thoughtlessness and racist stereotyping which disadvantage minority ethnic people yeah which is a lot of words that basically mean that institutional racism is a deep-seated type of racism that like is ingrained in the culture essentially yeah that's like saying we're not going to build a new park in this neighborhood because it's a low-income neighborhood but the reality is it's a black neighborhood And there's layers upon layers of generational racism and generational shit happening to people to make it a low-income neighborhood. Exactly. So those are important terms to know when talking about cultural appropriation and cultural, like, appreciation because cultural appropriation tends to perpetuate institutional racism. Um, And like I said, I think most people don't intend to be, they're not trying to be racist, but I feel like that's how a lot of racism occurs is like, you're not trying to be racist, but you are being racist. The last ditch effort we have on like full equality on a level of race is that like, I'm not racist, but commentary and the like just... Really, and it's 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 very psychological. It's very in group, out group. It's very monkey brain. Yeah. I talk about the monkey brain like a lot to validate a lot of people's behavior, or at least talk about it in a way that we get that person is different than me, and therefore they are not like me, and I should treat them differently. No, yeah. you gotta be better than your monkey brain, dum dum. <laughs> yeah. So, so cultural, cultural appropriation. Appropriation. Um. So this is taking one aspect of a culture that is not your own um, and using it 
for your own personal interest. Guess what? Do, 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 do. News break. I literally am scrolling through Facebook as you talk, as I do, and I have a in-depth, real-time example. Do it. Should I share? From the Washington Post by Tio Armaris, published October 16th, 2019 at 6.30 a.m. Put on some pants. Critics accuse Casey Musgraves of degrading a traditional Vietnamese garment. And I'll just scroll down to the tweet by uh, at Dan Q. Dow. Love you, Casey Musgraves. Really, I like just bought tickets to your Radio City Music Hall show in NYC. You looking slim thick and all that. But girl, you cannot wear a Vietnamese. Uh, it's spelled A-O space D-A-I. Day. That sounds kind of correct. Maybe. I don't know. Correct me. Tell me how it's pronounced. I don't know. Without pants. It's just wrong. Please respond because this hurt my feelings. And Spacey Casey, who we love and enjoy because we get on our high horses all the time, is wearing it is a traditional Vietnamese garment. And it kind of looks like a maxi dress with two big slits for either on the side of either leg that you wear with pants. And she is wearing Spanx instead. She looks real good. That's not how you wear that. Uh, It's not for you, Casey. Yeah. It's not a look. It's like, it's a look, but it's not a look. And I mean, even our beloved Rihanna has been accused of cultural appropriation when she um, was photographed for Harper's Bazaar. And I think it was Harper's Bazaar China. And she, or no. Was it China? She was wearing a Chinese garment for Harper's Bazaar. And and just because you're not white doesn't mean you can't appropriate another culture. Indeed. So to continue kind of with that definition, and that was a perfect example. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Casey Musgraves, for providing an example. Thanks, Casey, for fucking up. Problematic faves, left, right, and center. Um. Appropriation could honestly be just purchasing a piece of jewelry or clothing that has an important cultural significance to a certain culture, but you're just using it as a fashion statement. A big thing is like kimonos. Kimonos are a big part of Japanese culture and especially like geisha culture. Um, Yeah. You don't want to be a geisha. And... The first novel ever written by a woman will tell you that you don't want to be a yeah, geisha. So it's not a good life. Exactly. And it could also be like taking a photo of a ritual ceremony or some sort of like very highly significant cultural piece and just posting it because you're like, oh, it looks cool. Or like you're trying to get likes on Facebook. I mean, it's kind of like the people who think this is not cultural appropriation, but like if you take smiling photos in front of memorial sites like the 9-11 memorial, you're a terrible fucking person. No, I think Anne Frank would have been a believer. God damn it, no. Justin Bieber. But anyway, God damn regardless, it, taking a part of another culture without understanding what it truly means can be harmful, not only to those whose culture you are using, but also to those to whom you share it because you're sharing misinformation and... You're like trivializing something that's very important to people. And you wouldn't want like 
nobody's dressing up as like a sexy baptism baby. <laughs> nobody's dressing up baptism as like baby. yeah, like what's a we like think of the weird cultural stuff we do that we don't think of. Um, and like we sexy baptism baby is definitely it. That's the best one I can think of. But like if somebody dropped up as that, you'd be like, that's it. Yeah. That's a religious ceremony with a baby. Yeah. I mean, or someone, even like someone who's dressing up as like Adolf Hitler. You're like, like, we don't name people Adolf Hitler yeah, anymore. You're like, no, reason. let's not do that. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's not that difficult. Um, and I also want to clarify. So my last definition I had was cultural appreciation, which I think is important to clarify because there are people who, you know, really educate themselves and really love and immerse themselves in a different culture. And that's someone who seeks cultural appreciation is someone who seeks to understand and learn about another culture in an effort to broaden their perspective and gain like cultural competence and connect with others cross cultures. So that is what we should, you know, ascribe to. That doesn't mean that like, Oh, because I know a lot about, you know, um, the, that's like, if you were asked to be, in what's her face what's nick jonas's wife uh priyanka chopra yeah so if priyanka chopra is your best friend and she and you're you're white as i am and she asks you to be in her wedding party for her big ass (laughs) nick jonas wedding and the hindu side because of course they had a traditional christian wedding and a hindu wedding because they bawled the fuck out so if she asks you to be in the wedding party for that and asks you to don traditional garb to keep it cohesive, you yeah. fucking do it. Nick Jonas was not being culturally appropriative when he dressed in a traditional Hindu wedding outfit for his wedding to his Hindu exactly. wife. That's appreciation. That's like yeah, being or respectful. Like when you see the royal, when you there see the has. royal family go on their trips, you know their international trips and things like that. You know they. You will see, because I I follow like pages about Kate Middleton and Meghan Markle, of course. So when you look at their fashion, you know, Mm -hmm. it's respectful of that culture. Or even like Angelina Jolie, when she would go visit, you know, certain countries in like Western Africa as well. She, you cover your hair in the Middle East because that's what people do there and you're being respectful. You know, I have someone in my family who lives abroad and she has immersed herself in that culture and that's really important. So I want to highlight that it's okay to appreciate another culture and things like that. But the difference is that you have an understanding and you have a knowledge of it. So when you're dressing as like a sexy native American, you don't fucking have knowledge of that culture. We as white people, our ancestors eradicated over 90% of the Native American population. And we have Yeah, are you gonna like stand by the drinks table at a Halloween party and tell people about the drink? No, you're Jewish? absolutely not. You're not gonna talk no. about how Andrew Jackson's a piece of shit. You're not gonna go on about how and Thomas don't. Jefferson is also a piece of shit and a rapist asshole. And you know, like it's just it's important to just be mindful 
and someone's culture and someone's identity is not a Halloween costume. You would not, I don't know anyone that would think about going as like a transgender individual for Halloween because that's fucked up. It is, it's the same nope. thing. Like when it comes to dressing up as, you know, if you're like, I'm going to be a Mexican for Halloween and you're going to enforce these like really yeah. harmful stereotypes. If a fraternity in the South or, or the North, because one of the frats in, when I was in school got in trouble for something similar, if a fraternity can get in trouble for it, a uh, prime minister can get blackballed for it or uh, yeah, like you wouldn't want it to crop up when you run for office. Don't dress up as mm-hmm. it. Just like don't. Like there are so many other yeah. things. We have a list of other things, don't we? We do. So here, we yeah, fucking so do. here are, you know, with all of this, it's important to understand that you can still have a super duper spooktacular Halloween without offending someone or their identity. PC culture <gasps> can be challenging and activism takes work, but it genuinely should not affect you and your life if you just be mindful. So we have some suggestions for some non-culturally appropriative costumes. Uh, Feel free to add the word sexy in front of them if you'd like. Um, So first up, we've got Shrek. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can literally be any character from fucking Shrek. Hint, hint to my yeah, own costume. like some people um, You can be any character from your favorite classic nerd series. Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, Katie. Westworld. Okay, you're cute. You're blonde. You can find a blue dress on Amazon that kind of looks like you are homesteading like Dolores. Then you do like a full robot face on like half your fucking face and maybe some some of your arms and shit, and you're Dolores. You're are you a robot? Are you a host? Are you? There you go. Who knows? Nobody knows because it's fucking Westworld. Like, remember, if you're dressing as a character, do do not no do black or brown face or like any type of face that is not your fucking skin tone. Don't change your skin tone for your costume. If people can't get your costume, yeah, by your costume, then maybe you shouldn't do it. You know what I mean? If you are, yeah, yeah, like just don't, yeah. just don't paint your face black, Except- brown. If you're gonna be like a ghost, paint yourself white. That's fine. If you're gonna um, be a people, if you're gonna or be a like, person, if you're trying to be, I don't know. We're gonna talk about my story later, but I dressed up as a fox and I stole, uh, and I was in my like dorm room in college, I and that. I stole yeah. my roommate's bronzer um, to douse my face in orange. There you go. It was such a good look, and she did not need that like dark of a bronzer. So I waste. So you can also go as a classic horror monster, which I think is highly underrated. You got Dracula. You have Frankenstein. You have Frankenstein's bride. You have the werewolf. Um, you can be a ghoul, a goblin, a ghost. Uh, 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 excuse me, excuse me. Frankenstein wasn't the monster. You can be Frankenstein, and you can be Frankenstein's monster. How about that? Yeah, there's multiple options, guys. Um, Get a lab that coat. Would be a cute you know, cup. That could be like a if you're in like a poly relationship, you know, there's like a try. You can be couple? Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster, Frankenstein's bride. Boom. You're welcome. Yeah. Um you can be a fucking Tim Burton character. You can be yeah. a fucking Chucky, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger. Actually, don't be Freddy Krueger. He's the fucking worst. 
Um, you can yeah. be a gingerbread man. You can be Bob Ross. You can be Mr. Rogers. You can be a plant, a unicorn, a sexy unicorn, a historical figure. But please take that with a grain of salt. Do it in good taste. Don't. Do it in good taste. I personally am going as a uh, Greek or Roman myth. There you go. You don't fucking know what color those people were. I mean, they were probably like Mediterranean looking, but like, you don't fucking know. Olive skin. Mm. I want to go to Greece. Damn. Yeah. Um, You can be a farm animal. You can be a fucking sheep, a cow, a chicken, a sexy Old McDonald's and his farm, motherfucker. A sexy chicken. Yeah. You can be a holy cow. Yeah, you can be cow casting with a halo. I mean, the world is your ocean, as my mom says, because it's not your oyster. It's the whole fucking yeah. ocean. Why appropriate things when you could just dress as a pun? Right? I'm just saying. For I'm, example, yeah. we have been the Belchers. We have been the Adams Family. I have been Lydia Dietz. I have also been Ramona Flowers. I've been... Last year, I was dead as disco. I was a zombie there disco dancer. There you go. Dancer. I've been Paul Simon. Like, there are options that don't require you to be racist. And a lot of, I think, these options, I will say, involve you getting creative, which kind of leads us into our, our next little mm-hmm. spiel. Um, because I found this really awesome study that is uh, called, it's it's downer, guys, female disempowerment disguised as Halloween costumes. So, like, now that you've figured out that, like, hey, I can't be someone who is, like, obviously not of the same race as me for Halloween, or, like, I can't do that icky thing, now you're probably like, fuck, Katie, I have to go to Halloween City. I have to go to the store, that one that popped up that used to be like a TJ Maxx, and now it's a Halloween store, and it'll be a Halloween store for another two weeks. Yeah, you gotta go there, saws. But uh, keep a, keep a weather fucking eye out, because this study broke down some shit for me. So basically, these, these ladies... I'll, I'll give you their names. Jacqueline Sullivan, Aaron Hipple, and Lori Hires, uh, who seem to be uh, University of Pennsylvania people. Go some things. Uh, did this whole study, and they, ta- they basically came to the conclusion of looking at women's Halloween costumes for sale in stores, that there are two ways to do Halloween costumes. You can take a noun... And that noun is either going to be proliferated in a flirty, sexy, dominatrixy way or a cute little baby way. So basically, if you like look at witch costumes, it was going to be like bustier, I will fuck you into the wall witch <laughs> or cute baby witch. And that's very often defined by... Uh, the use of corsets versus the use of baby doll frames on costumes because those are very easy to mass produce because baby dolls you just use an elastic Mm -hmm. and it is a kind of triangly shape and then corsets are adjustable so they're really easy to mass produce and mass sell and fit lots of people which is the economic driver behind a lot of it but it's also just like how do we how do we make this a thing Mm -hmm. How do, how do we get the women on board? 
So these motherfuckers like co- did a whole study, coded these costumes, and quote, as feminist psychologists have noted, infantilization and sexualization are at the very foundation of sexism against women in contemporary Western culture. The pervasiveness of these themes acting separately or in tandem contributes to perceptions of their normativity while they while they erode the agency, instrumentality, and independence of girls and women. There have been significant and growing research attention paid to sexual objectification, culminating in the APA's report on sexualization of girls. Little attention has been paid to the infantilization stereotypes of girls and women, with the largest share of the literature to be found in the work of evolutionary psychologists who view female neoteny as biologically determined adaptive female sex-linked traits. So basically, infantilization makes you think that we're young yeah, and fertile. Yeah, it's so fucking gross. Feminist scholarship is most likely is more likely to view such associations as stereotypes serving to justify the status quo that prevents adult women from being viewed as mature and competent. Basically, you're supposed to look like a whore and be fuckable, or look like a baby and be fertile. Those are your choices. This is what has been laid before you. And with that, I tell you to go out and DIY your fucking costume. Thesis statement. It is way more fun to DIY your costume. You get to decide how much skin you show. You get to decide what colors you're wearing. You get to decide everything that you put on your body and how it tells the story of what you are that evening. Yeah. Don't go to these big box stores because you will have two choices. Be a baby or be sexy. And both of those are valid, like, options if that's what mm-hmm. you're into. But it's really sucky that there's, like, really just two options. Yeah. And that's even, like, you can go to the store and be like, what am I going to be? Oh, sexy, fuck you up, Pocahontas? Or baby Pocahontas? Gross. gross. Let's avoid being gross this Halloween, thank guys. You, thank you. I hope you learned something from this segment. Whether that's to not do some icky thing because it's somebody else's culture or the icky thing that uh, Halloween costumes are setting you up in sexist ways. All right. We're going to take a break. You're going to listen to an ad. And then we're going to come back with your submitted Stride of Pride Halloween stories, y'all. BRB. And we're back. Yeah. So now that you've learned a thing or two, because we always like to keep this to be an educational podcast yeah, in so some kind of way. Of are still here. Hey. Hey, there's at least four of them. There's enough people who are listening to this that somebody left us a less than okay rating on Apple iTunes. And uh, whoever you send are, it to me and I can read it and masturbate to it. Yeah, if you have feedback, we've asked for the feedback so we can masturbate to it. What the fuck, man? I'm not actually going to masturbate on the podcast. I totally am. Maybe I will. I don't know. You'll have to stay tuned. I'm giving up on men right now. So, like, you know that a girl likes to get dicked down regularly. And if I'm getting giving up on the men, I want you to send us all your fucking hate mail. 
and then we'll have yeah yeah just do it just do it god i just want to i just want to whack off to the hate mail but instead we'll read some easier submission stories all right halloween walk of shame stride of pride i walked home dressed as stories in college i woke up the next day after a party across campus walked back to my house Voting was a thing that day, so a lot of students were out encouraging them their peers to vote. I walked into a campus building, interacted with a lot of people, voted, and left. Got home to realize that a big dick had been drawn in my shar- in Sharpie on my forehead. I was wondering why people were looking at me funny. A- nice. I don't know if that's Halloween necessarily, but I liked yeah. it. Do you want to go for the next one? You know it. Okay. In college... I went to a Halloween party dressed as one of the Zoltan guys from Dude, Where's My Car? Basically, shorts, wife beater, and a bubble wrap jumpsuit. I'm into it. I've never seen that show, but okay. I ended up hooking up with a girl a couple blocks from my house. Nice. Congratulations. Now, in order to get said hookup done... (laughs) We had to to destroy the bubble wrap suit... Rip bubble wrap suit. They put a a sad face, dot, dot, dot. I know. I'm sad about it too. She also happened to be a terrible scratcher. Does that mean that like she was bad at scratching or she just scratched you a lot? Because like to me. I think she was like a kitty. Because to me that's not a bad thing, but whatever. So. I mean. (laughs) The next morning, the next morning afternoon, the next. Morning slash afternoon, I guess. I don't know what time it is. It's November 1st. Nothing matters. (laughs) I'm walking down the main main drag toward my house near campus in shorts. A wife beater literally covered in blood down the back. (laughs) Oh, my God. And carrying about three pounds of bubble wrap in 30-degree weather. I ended up getting a couple rounds of applause from neighboring houses accompanied by some beers. That is incredible. Oh, my God. No one ever gave me. I love that. Actually, the other day, I'm just going to sagu from that. Yeah, tell the story. Uh, Sagu. The other day when I was leaving, and by the other day, I mean like a month ago, uh, I was leaving a gentleman's home in the morning, and I was saying my goodbye, and I turned, and his neighbor was like looking at me. And I was like, good morning. And she was like, oh, like you're so chipper. And I'm like, yeah, lady, you know that I got dick down. That's why I'm chipper. This bitch, that's why I'm chipper. You can tell. I'm wearing a crop top and like cut off jeans. There's no way that I would be wearing this at like 9 a.m. on any other day. Right. So, right. But she was just like, you're just, you know, I love your positive energy. And I was like, this is the support that I need. Thank you, ma'am. She was like a middle-aged. Or no, she was like a grandma. She told me I reminded her of her granddaughter. I was like, your granddaughter's probably a slut. And, but I love her. But we love her. So, yeah. I want to be fucking – I want to get a fucking round of – I don't even drink beer, but I want someone to give me beer on my walk of – I think you'd have to be walking past a couple fraternities, and I definitely did walk of shames past fraternities, and I didn't get beers, and we will get to that story in a second. Mm-hmm. But – Number three, there was this one time that I dressed up as Catwoman for Halloween, uh, and we have a new Catwoman, guys. God bless us all. Which was Friday, and slept at a friend's. 
Then had to walk of shame back to my dorm on football Saturday. I went to a Big Ten school. <laughs> I wonder which one. So there were a lot of people out and about to witness. Mm. Cat suit. Orange and blue, maybe. Orange and blue. Mm. Love it. Love it. Love, love, love it. You want to take number five? You know it. I woke up on November 1st, a.k.a. the saddest day of the year. Uh, the morning after a massive Halloween party, proud of you, um, proud at of an you. acquaintance's house in my costume still, uh, with my monster makeup smeared and missing Sexy. missing my wallet. Uh, not not good. good. I got up and opened the front door and there were people sleeping on the porch too. God, how okay. fucking warm was it? I did have my phone, so I texted my friend who worked um, nearby, said, Need food, no wallet, woke up at X's house, dot, 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 please help. And she said to come over for a free brunch. Oh, what What? a chaudis. I walked there with my mummy wraps dragging. And then when I got there, they sat me at a small table to eat alone. Then they sat my recent ex-girlfriend and her new boyfriend right across from me. And then I just walked home after that. Ouch. You know, that that Ouch. was going like it it kind of started off rough with the missing wallet and then it really picked back up with the free brunch, but then it just got knocked right the fuck back down. That was a yeah. roller coaster of a story, let me tell you. That's that sounds like an all that sounds like oof, oof, oof. Rough. Rough. This one, guys, this one is mine. Ha ha ha. Host submission. My freshman year of college, I went to an apartment party. I went to an apartment frat party with this big shared balcony. Okay. It was Halloween, and it was the peak of what does the fox say, and I was a sexy little fox. My drunk ass discovers that the acapella people who live next door were also having a party and had turned a giant plastic penguin, like the one that you would light up and put in your yard as a Christmas decoration, they turned that into a beer bomb. And I was enamored. I don't even drink beer, but I was just amazed. Long story short, I ended up with a guy who didn't go to my school in a bedroom that wasn't his. Sex-iling whoever actually lived there. We get into some business and pass out. In the middle of the night, there is a small chance that someone came in to sleep in the bed and there were three of us because I distinctly remember there being too much in the bed. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think whoever did Owen the bed uh, came in and slept with us in a completely not creepy way in a like you're sleeping in my bed you bastards kind of way. Um, But it was still sketchy. And anywho, I woke up in the morning and my gentleman was still passed out. I believe his name was Cosmo. It was something very Greek. Mm -hmm. And I was not trying to keep that up. So I grabbed my costume and I couldn't find my fox ears, which I'm still devastated about to this day because I made them out of random shit in my dorm room and a a, like orange Mm t-shirt and left that shit behind, shimmied out a sliding door in the bedroom that led to that big shared balcony and could not find my way out of the balcony. So I'm like, holy shit, how do I get out? (laughs) And then I realized that we were really only on the first floor. It was like a couple steps to walk up. 
but we were on the first floor of apartments. So I jumped the walls, this concrete wall surrounding the balconies, dropped about nine feet, landed on my feet, impressive for me, and stumbled home with half of my very orange fox makeup, courtesy of my roommate's stolen bronzer, on my face, literal tail between my legs, and no ears. <laughs> that was not a stri- that was not a stride of pride that day. Yeah. Yikes. I slept in a lot of weird places in college. Hey. I was not very safe. Don't be like me, kids. I mean, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so Oh man, I have not thought about this this uh, event since I don't know earlier today maybe. <laughs> um, you know, so, I think about it every yeah, day. Right, that time that I made out with with the Tide Pod. Pod. So okay, let's set the scene. This is last year. Also, guys, memes make great Halloween costumes. They really do. Um, and just like Gen Z ridiculousness. Um, so last year I got broken up with around, well, around this time, um, yeah, RIP to my heart, um, back then. So I was pretty bummed around Halloween, which sucks because October is my favorite month and Halloween is my favorite holiday. So I was in Chicago for Halloween and for Halloween And I was with Katie and uh, I'm setting the scene beautifully because for anyone who's out of a relationship, you know that feeling when they fucking change their profile picture for the first time. And I knew that it was going to hurt and he waited a little bit, like he waited like two weeks to do it. And boy, oh boy, did it hurt. And we were getting ready for this Halloween party that was at It was very reminiscent of college because it was at someone's apartment, so which was pretty great. Um, And I just remember looking at Katie, looking all cute because I was Lydia Dietz in the red, like the wedding scene of Beetlejuice. She was so cute. I know. It's like so low maintenance for me because all I had to do was like tease a bun on the top of my head and wear, dye my fucking graduation dress red and boom. But anyway... I looked cute, but I was like, I'm not going to let this moment ruin my evening because I'm about to get fucked up. So I got super fucking drunk and I was drinking all at Katie's and then we went to the party and I was drinking more at the party, of course. And, you know, we're playing terrible beer pong. And I just, I had told Katie at the beginning of the night, I said, my goal is to touch face with someone with my face. And, and goddamn did she. I had a goal and I manifested that shit. So someone comes out to me and goes, you know, that guy over there who's dressed as the Tide Pod thinks you're hot. And I was like, well, I mean, he's not wrong. So I think those were your exact words. <laughs> um, sounds about right. So mind you, I am very drunk at this point, And I just was like, great. I looked at him, made eye contact, and I think I just like walked over and started making out with him. And, or no, I said yeah. hi maybe. And then I was like, yeah, let's do it. 
and we started making out and we had a pretty steamy makeout session in this random room. Um, and the only reason it did not progress further was because I was on my period and he was not into period sex, which like is sucks for him. With a stranger in somebody else's bed, I do understand I get that, that, but I was drunk. I didn't care. Now reflecting, right. I'm not upset that we did not have sex, but that was the reason for which why we didn't have sex. So definitely a good decision because drunk Amanda was like, I don't care, um, as one does. But yeah, right. I fucking saw a Tide Pod and I fucking made that Tide Pod my my little my little bitch that he no I'm just yeah yeah you did yeah you motherfucking it did. was very much so like uh-huh. college like people were banging on the door it was it was overall a fantastic evening and then I went to bed that night cuddling my Tony's burrito tacos and honestly there's I mean it's only up there we're gonna do it again this year exactly it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing and yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll make out with another Tide Pod. Maybe I'll make out with what is it? Gain, gain detergent. Yeah. I see you more with like a, a a brawny man this year, like another cleaning supply, <laughs> but of a different a different develop a different development cleaning supplies. Maybe I will find the Fiona to my certain character from Shrek. I wonder which one. All right, y'all. <laughs> Honorable mentions that I got in my DMs from a friend. Before my boyfriend and I were a couple, we crossed paths at a Halloween party. He wore a zebra onesie. Oh, so cute. Sneaking out of a KDR party, which is coincidentally also the fraternity that held the party in my story. And snuck out in the following morning dressed as Wednesday Adams. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, another person who was definitely also at both of the parties. No, actually, because it was my freshman year. Definitely probably at that other KDR party. Ho, ho. Were you there for my Halloween makeout competition? Proceeded to ask questions because we are a, a, we are a journalistic integrity fucking podcast. Friends and I, whose names will be revoked, but congrats to one of them on getting married. Uh, had a makeout competition freshman year on Halloween. I ended up making out with five guys, but none of them were good kissers. But the best was like a five foot one man dressed with red hair in a leprechaun costume in the basement of a gross ass fraternity that I got mono in. And then she continues, I did lose the competition and I lost by three. So I'm really sorry that you lost that competition so many years ago, but I'm very glad that you spent that story now. So guys, this Halloween, remember to make out with people in a competitive format or not. Don't be an asshole. Don't dress up as anything that feels vaguely icky or makes you or other people feel icky. And we're just going to have a good ass time. And if you find yourself at a party hosted by one of our friends on, like, November 2nd uh, in the uh, Buena Park area. <laughs> Please come say hello. With that, Amanda, what is your happy ending? Um, I started my new job this week. Whoa. So um, you know, I was pretty stoked about this, like, five days 
working eight hours is very nice. Uh, working five days a week is mm-hmm. going to take some time to get to used to because I'm like, Bleh. I still have homework. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you're like real wiped. I'm real wiped and I've been doing it for officially as of Wednesday, two years. Yeah, I'm um, formally in a salaried position. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm same, baby. I am recording this literally lying horizontally in my bed. So I understand. (sighs) My happy ending this week is that I have actively made plans with some lady friends. And I'm very excited to uh, begin a process at which I've been telling myself I need to begin of taking a break from the boys. Yes. Because they give me such peak anxiety. Fuck them, man. Though I will definitely be down to make out with one of them at Halloween. Because what's Halloween without that shit? Truly, I remember being jealous of watching you make out with Tide Pod Man. Because I would have liked to have hooked up with a rando that night too. But I still had a boyfriend. Which is how you know that relationship was not meant to last. (laughs) You were jealous of watching me make out with I was like, I want to do that. That looks fun. Yeah, we were not subtle. No, you. I have pictures. No, yeah. They'll show up in my Snapchat anniversaries like very Fuck soon. You will we post them on the Instagram? No. I'll watch to find out. Absolutely not. Finally, speaking of Instagram, because I get our stories via Instagram very often. Hello, hello. Uh, full, pulling it full circle with fraternity things. I have a user's worst date, a, uh, a listener male of a worst date, y'all. The best part is I know both of the people in this situation. <laughs> My junior year of college, I was having very drunk sex. Naturally, I've all emoji. I started to gradually lose my erection, but I continued because it was embarrassing to admit what was happening. I pull out and I noticed the condom that had I originally had been wearing was no longer on me. I freak out, looking around my bed, on the floor, could not find it. Even after she left, I deep cleaned my room, which is probably one of the few times it was ever deep cleaned, let's be fucking real, and still couldn't find it. To this day, I don't know what happened, but I'm of the belief that she pulled that thing out after she left my place. She probably did. She probably peed it out like Abby did in Broad City. If I remember correctly, she did because I know her and I heard about it. That is fun. Hilarious. I tried to get her to submit a story and prompted her. I was like, because this isn't a person that, like, I've talked to a lot, but, like, I, I'm very close with the other person. I was like, yeah, do you have any, like, Halloween horror stories? Please tell me you peed out that condom. I vaguely remember you peeing out that condom. <laughs> Didn't get details, but alas, another day, another time, another boner blunder. If you would like to submit your own worst date, horror story, sex mishap, missing condom, or boner blunder, feel free to submit named or anonymous stories to 50worstdatespodcast at gmail.com 
or slide into our DMs at 50 Worst States Pod on Instagram. I am Katie Coyle27 on Instagram. And I am Pikachu18. If you think we're valid sources for advice and want to ask us questions, we'll take those emails too. We spend a lot of time hyping each other up, as Amanda did for me today. And we can do that for you too. Fuck it. Woo! If you love our music, it's from my burps. Just kidding. It's from bensound.com. And if you love our cover art, dude, we should though make a thing with my burps. Um, if you love our cover art, it is by Tori Scranton. You can find her at T Scranton Art on Instagram and Etsy. It is Christmas time is two months away, people. So chop chop, you can holler at Tori to get some cool prints. Custom yep. prints for you. Custom prints for Yay. you. Yeah, guys, that's it for this week. We hope you have a good time hyping it up to Halloween. Stay tuned next week for our Halloween special of horror stories. Ooh. Horror. Spelled W-H-O-R. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Good night. Bye-bye. <laughs>